0: One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't broke I'm on the move with it They all watching like what he do with it It's an I'm on the move with it They all watching like what he do with it Look at him go, look at him go, go Welcome to the most must-hear sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am back, baby. I'm back. Uh, I took a couple weeks off. Not really planned. I planned on doing something pretty quickly after school ended, but as it would have it, I've been very busy so far this summer. Uh, As soon as I got home, bunch of my family started asking me to do stuff and I you know but that's neither here nor there I've been too busy to do the podcast but right now I've had some time and I wanted to record something because it's been a while and I wanted to update everyone on what's going on so as you might have noticed I did not uh, introduce the co-host for tonight that's because as of right now first round ko does not have a co-host I am Back to going solo um, due to distance and just uh, a bunch of other circumstances. Uh, Connor will no longer be joining me as a permanent co host on the show. As unfortunate as that is, and as much as I wanted to continue the show with him unfortunately it's just not going to work out we're in two different cities even when i go back to college he's not going to be there anymore because he graduated so unfortunately he's no longer going to be he's still going to be a guest on every once in a while but as of right now until i find someone if i find someone else to do the co-hosting you know then it'll be back to two people but as of right now it'll just be me um, every once in a while else to be having guests I'm hoping to have a bunch of guests on this summer I'm, I'm in Tomahawk for the summer um, and there's a bunch of my friends from high school that I would love to get on they, you know they listen and they've been talking to me about coming on and talking about sports and I used to talk to them about sports all the time and I'd love to have them on so hopefully I will have them on at some point but as of right now it's just me just KO and we are kicking it off KO Summer Edition Season 2 coming shortly. I'll keep everyone updated on that. But yeah, that's the future of First Round KO. It's just me as of right now. We're going solo again. Almost, uh, it's a little over, almost a year. It's almost been a year of First Round KO. Uh, On the 11th, it'll be a, a year since I debuted the show. So that is awesome. And we're right back to where we started. So let's get into it. I will, I will talk about the Bucks. I'm sure... A lot of people want to hear what I have to say about the Bucks because on the last episode that we did, we talked a lot about the Bucs and I was very confident in the Bucs and yeah, I, I probably, I think I said that the series was over. I am Paul Pierce in that situation. I, I will take full a, a credibility for that. So I will get to the Bucs and I will get to the NBA finals in a second, but I just wanted to bring up one thing, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the Green Bay Packers quarterback. We pay him to receive the ball from the center and either hand off the ball or step back and throw the ball to a receiver. The Green Bay Packers do not pay Aaron Rodgers to chug beers. (laughs) So everyone can just get off his back. He doesn't need to be good from it. He's from California. It's fine. He's not... (laughs) It's not like he. It's not like we're paying him to be the world's fastest beer chugger. That's fine. We'll leave that to David Bakhtiari. We'll leave that to Matt Stafford. And, you know, Matt Stafford can have that one thing on him, like Aaron said. All these other guys finally have a thing that they're better at than Aaron Rodgers. That, that That's what this comes down to. Either way, everyone needs to get off of Aaron Rodgers' back. Anyway, rant over on that. So, the NBA Finals no one saw this coming. I don't think, I I didn't see this coming. I every prediction that I saw had Warriors in 6, Warriors in 5, Warriors in 7. I may have saw seen a couple Raptors in 7. But that's the that's the thing. Every time I saw someone predicting this and they said the Raptors were going to win, it was Raptors in 7. I don't think anyone anyone said that the Raptors were going to go up 3-1 in this series, taking two Two in Golden State. I think that's just incredible. The way that Kawhi Leonard has been playing, he's just been playing at at, at just another level. He's just been playing in an, an iconic playoff run. It's just been incredible. He's been his old defensive self. He has just been locking people down. Even with that bum leg, he's still slowing people down on defense. And then on the other end, he's shooting threes. He's shooting jump shots. He's getting to the rim. He's getting and he's assisting. He's dishing the ball. He's, he's setting things up. He's drawing people in so that Siakam and Pau Gasol and Danny Green and Kyle Lowry and F- Fred Van Vliet, all these other guys can score. Kawhi Leonard has been so good for this Raptors team. And I personally don't like the Raptors coach. Uh, and I, there's still a lot of questions that I have about him. But whatever the Raptors seem to be doing, it seems to be working. And I don't know if that's because the rat or the Warriors are playing without KD, or if you know because Clay Thompson was out for a game. I think that's why they won Game Three. But I thought Clay Thompson would come back; that would give them a spark in Game Four, and it didn't. In Golden State, it's just, it, it, it's really incredible to me that this one guy has been. You know, he ended the Miami run. He ended the the Heat run with LeBron. LeBron left after that, and now it really seems. Like Kawhi Leonard is ending the Golden State era, it's crazy. This guy is, it, he's just incredible. I think he's a top. He, he's got to be a top five player. I don't. He's not better than LeBron yet. He might be better than LeBron right now. I guess as as the terms of you know right now, you know the prime LeBron is obviously I think the best player of all time. Right now, he might be better. But I think KD is still a little better than him, even though the defense kind of outweighs him. But I think KD's offense is just that much better. It outweighs a little bit. Giannis is up there. He might be better than Giannis at this point. He's better than James Harden. He's better than Russell Westbrook. He's better than Steph Curry. He's, He's definitely a top five player. And I think he's cementing his legacy right now as a top guy. And I don't know if he's going to stay in Toronto. I don't know where he's going to go, if he's going to chase rings or if he's going to chase money. But Kawhi Leonard is a top guy, and he is carrying that Raptors team through the NBA playoffs so far. It's just as simple as that. And I don't know what the Warriors' problem is because the Warriors were 24-1 and without Kevin Durant going into this series. They still handled the Rockets, and they went in. Lost game one, but won game two, and I thought they were okay after game two. I thought they were, you know what? They found something. They'll be okay. And then you go two games, you drop two games at home to the Raptors. Granted, one of them was out was without Clay, but you still have Draymond and Steph. Steph tried to go off. He had forty seven points. I just don't know what happened. I really, and I unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the first two games. But these last couple games, the Raptors have just been dominant. They've been playing the right defense. They've been out-rebounding the Warriors. They've been – they they I i don't even know. Like, the Warriors just haven't been making their shots as well as they should, as well as they do, I should say. And the Raptors have. Fred Van Vliet, even Danny Green hasn't been that good, but he's been good when it counts. Pascal Siakam has just been incredible. And Kawhi Leonard, like I already mentioned, has been virtually unstoppable. This dude is carrying this Raptors and possibly ending the Warriors era in the NBA. It's just incredible to watch. Um, a small, a, a large part of me doesn't want the Raptors to win because of what happened to Milwaukee, because I'm a little petty like that. But the other, but the same large part of me still doesn't want the Warriors to 3 so I'm very torn on this. I'm happy that the Warriors aren't going to win, but I wouldn't mind seeing the Warriors overcoming three, a three-one deficit. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a good story, especially if KD comes back. It'd be great for his legacy. I just don't want the Raptors to win because I'm petty. I guess I don't mind. I don't. It's not like I have anything against them. I just it, this should be Milwaukee, but they didn't step up. I'll get to that in a sec. I just really... I'm really torn on this. I'm At this point, I'm just hoping for a good series. And I know it's 3-1 already, so I'm hoping... Even if KD doesn't come back, I'm hoping that the Warriors can make this a series. At least push it one more game to 6 and make that game 6 a close game. Hopefully, best case scenario, push it to game 7. That's really what I want. I want to see a game 7. We'll see. Um, if I had to make a prediction, I would say that the that the based on right now going into the series I did say Warriors in six um so I'm I'm already wrong on that if I had to make a prediction based on now I'd have to say Toronto in six but I, I I don't know I wouldn't be surprised if they won game five I wouldn't be surprised if it goes game seven I who knows but at this point just as a fan I'm hoping for a good series that's all I gotta say They I they just didn't show up. After game two, they just did not show up. And even even in games one and two, Brooke Lopez didn't really show up. Eric Bledsoe was getting too confident on his three. And he was shooting too many threes. And I think I don't know what happened to Giannis. I don't know if Giannis was passing too much or what? I I think it might have been a little bit of that, but he, at the same time, he was missing a lot of his inside shots that he should have been making. He was getting rebound or he wasn't getting rebounds that he normally would, and I think that attributes to the length and the defensive playing of Toronto. I have, I'm have i going to give them props. I'm not saying that this was all Milwaukee crumbling. You know, Toronto definitely stepped up and beat them, because we saw in game one, you know, we look back, and I Toronto played very good defense, but there were a lot of shots and a lot of opportunities that the Bucs had and they just didn't take them they didn't they didn't make their shots they didn't take the opportunities they didn't make the most of their opportunities and and it, they they didn't look like the same Bucks team that we have that we had seen for 80 90 games you know the the, the regular season and those first two playoff series I I, we had only won or we had only lost one game going into that series. It, I, I don't think I was wrong to be as confident as I was. It took Toronto seven games to beat Philadelphia and it only took us five to beat Celta. I don't think it was wrong for me and the rest of Wisconsin to be as confident as we were in the Bucks. And after two games, they, they kind of proved us right where we didn't even play that great of basketball and we won. So I I don't think it was wrong for us to be as confident as we were but they that's the thing they didn't play good basketball in games 1 and 2 they somehow found ways to win and then in the next four games they just kept playing bad basketball and they ne- and then they just could they from there on out because they were on uh foreign soil there in Toronto they couldn't find a way to win that carried over to that game in ter- in Milwaukee and then that final game in in Toronto it they just could not find a way to win like they did in game one and game two. And I I don't want to blame it on Bud. It might be on Bud, but I really just think it comes down to the way people were playing. Brooke Lopez wasn't showing up like he has been. Drew Bloodsell wasn't Eric Bloodsell, sorry. Eric Bloodsell wasn't showing up like he was and he was shooting too many threes. He really needs to attack the basket more. Uh Chris Middleton, he stepped up. But I think late in games, there were a lot of shots that he didn't make that he should have. And Giannis. Giannis was just, he wasn't himself. He wasn't making those inside shots like he was. He wasn't, it didn't look like he was pumped up like he always is. And even his post-game interviews, he didn't seem focused. He, He, you know, and I love his answers about talking about, you know, I'm I, I am a winner because I'm here and I'm making money for my family and all that stuff. And that that's awesome. I really love I, I, I like that. That's his focus. That's really good for him. But that, to me, tells me that he's not as worried as I want him to be. I want him to be worried, you know, that they dropped two games to Toronto. I want him to be, you know, kind of upset that they lost two games in a row. And it just didn't seem like he had that mindset at all. Uh, so I I I didn't really like that out of Giannis. So I I don't know. The Bucks just collapsed. They they never stepped up their games after Game One and Two. Game One and Two. They found ways to win in those games, and they just couldn't find those ways again after those games. So that's my Bucks talk. Uh, other things. The Warriors and KD. This is interesting to me. I. He. It's almost like. They didn't need him, but now all of a sudden, they do need him again. Like, they found a team that's actually standing up to them. They found a – it's basically a LeBron-led team, but it's Kawhi Leonard. And I I would say, honestly, Kawhi Leonard, the way he's playing right now is very comparable to the way that LeBron James was playing a couple seasons ago before KD went to the Warriors and they beat them in the finals. They're – they are different teams with and without him. And it was working with and without him. For some reason, this Toronto team just has figured them out. They're playing their defense correctly. The Warriors aren't getting going. But they, here's the thing: they aren't the same team. You know, they they still have their three core players and Steph, Draymond, and Clay. But they don't have a lot of those. I can, and I can't think of anyone off the top of my head right now. But it's just it's just not it's just not really the same team. Because because they've been playing for two seasons now with Kevin Durant. So now their tendency have their tendencies have changed on the court. So now to revert back to what you were doing to two years ago, it apparently hasn't clicked yet. And I I'm not exactly sure what to happen, but I will say KD's legacy could end up going through the roof in this NBA Finals. If that just increases Kevin Durant's legacy and his just increases his uh i'm not his worth uh, tremendously it would just be incredible to see him come back and win this series i don't think that would happen toronto's already one game out and they have three more chances to win and i know that the cavaliers just did it and the warriors did it literally that same season in the western conference finals but no other team has done it in the finals except for that Cavaliers team. Like, we say, oh, it happened once again. Happen. But it that was once in 34 times. There were 33 other teams who didn't come back from 3-1 down. It'll be interesting. But I really think if KD comes back and they win this finals, his legacy just shoots into the stratosphere. And he becomes, I think he becomes the best player in the league. Uh, in in most people's minds, he will become that best in the world, best player on the planet that he will take over from LeBron James. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I think in most people's eyes, that's how it will go. And I mean, how can you not? Down 3-1, you come back and your team wins the finals. I'm just saying, like th- this finals could potentially be – Amazing for KD and his legacy and his worth and it could I don't know if it would turn people around on him if he ends up going somewhere else or if he stays I don't know but it could potentially repair some of that damage he made a couple years ago three years ago who knows but if he comes back and plays his heart out and he carries his team from 3-1 deficit you gotta say that he's the best in the world you really do All right, let's move. Ooh, let's move to the draft. I want to talk about one draft player in the NBA. We're going to stick in the NBA for a second here. I want to talk about one player in particular. And that is one that is very much being looked over. You know, everyone's looking at Zion. He's going to the Pelicans. Everyone's looking at John Morant. He's going to go two to the Grizzlies. That's fine. Those are the two top players in the draft, and I completely understand that. I think there is one player in this draft who is being overlooked tremendously and I think will be the Devin Booker of this 2019 draft. And I think that it all comes down to him playing with two other elite talents. Cam Reddish from the Duke Blue Devils had to play a full season deferring most of the time, 75% of the time, I would argue, deferring the ball to either Zion or RJ Barrett. And even Trey Jones was there. He never, he, I think Cam Reddish, the way I watch him, he looks to me and maybe, you know, I think Zion excluded. Cam Reddish looks the most pro ready between him and RJ. Because he, he seems to have a more consistent shot. He seems to be. He seems to play a little more team ball, but he can iso when he needs to. This all fits into the NBA, and I, I think his defense looked a little more polished. I just think Cam Reddish is going to be that Devin, that Devin Booker who fell late in the draft and eventually just he Devin Booker has just become a star, and I think Cam Reddish can do that same thing. Cam Reddish can be that guy who comes in, wins Rookie of the Year because he's averaging thirty points. He has a couple 50-point games and maybe one 71-point game. Cam Reddish can be that guy. I think he can be the next Devin Booker. I think he's going to be super overlooked. Whoever takes him past the fifth pick, it's going to be a steal. Personally, if I were the Lakers, I would take him at four. That's not going to happen. I Whatever. The Lakers have enough problems as it is. But I really think that Cam Reddish's game is polished enough to jump to the NBA and be ready like that, I really think that he is the most pro ready, excluding Zion. He's probably up there with John Morant. After those two, though, Cam Reddish. I really think he is going to be the big, the big scorer out of this. You know, Zion's gonna be a great player. Zion's gonna be LeBron. LeBron's never really won. A, I don't think he's ever won a scoring title. He might have won one or two. I, uh, but to my knowledge, I don't think he had won one. And I think Zion's gonna be that kind of same player. I think Cam Reddish could be Devin Booker. And eventually there could be a team built around him. I really think so. So, if I were the Lakers, I would take Cam Reddish at four. They won't. Whoever takes him after five, that will be, in my opinion, the steal of the draft. Let's talk. Let's talk the Mets. I want to talk about the Mets. When I say baseball and I say New York, your mind immediately – shoots to the Yankees you think Derek Jeter you think Babe Ruth you think Alex Rodriguez you think all of the C.C. Sabathia Mariano Rivera you think all of these great players who played for the New York Yankees but when I say New York baseball right now I'm talking about the Mets and not because they're a great franchise not because they're great they're a great team this year As far as a baseball team they could start drawing in tickets big time they could have the time the attendance could go up and up and up if they do one thing one thing and this one thing isn't going to hurt them the mets aren't let me pull up these stats just to make sure but i don't think they're really in any position to be doing anything let me just double check yeah They're sub-500 right now. The Mets are in no position, really, with Philly and Atlanta in that same division. They're They're in no position to do anything. Here's what I'm proposing. Whoever you have to sacrifice on your roster, even if you have to move someone and make someone a little unhappy, if you want to make money as the New York Mets, you want to bring up attendance, you want to bring up jersey sales, you need to do one thing, even promotions. You can get so many promotions and advertisements from this one move, and I'm sure a bunch of you listening have already guessed what this move is. Bring up Tim Tebow. If you put Tim Tebow, former Heisman Trophy winner, former NFL quarterback who won a playoff game in the NFL, if you bring him up to the main to the main roster, to the 40-man roster, to the big leagues. Get the call. You put him on your main roster. It will put more butts in seats. People will buy Tebow. I already see. I was at a Brewers game. A Milwaukee Brewers game. In Milwaukee. And I saw. We weren't even playing the Mets. We were playing the Cardinals. And I saw a Tim Tebow Mets jersey. I'm telling you. This would be a money maker deal. You could put him in commercials. You could put him in advertisements. You could put his jersey everywhere bobblehead game you could do everything his pick his picture and his number on hats you could put it on pennants you can put it on everything make some money new york you're not going to the playoffs this year go make some money go put some butts in seats go make a name for yourselves where you're sitting in the shadow of the baseball giants not the giants the yankees but you know what i mean go make some money new york bring up the heisman trophy winner put them on your team Put them on your 40, man. I think it's time. And I think you know it's time. Just do it. Finally, I do want to talk about one more WWE. This is going to be a short episode. This is just kind of me ranting about stuff. I had really nothing really planned. I had a couple topics written down on my phone that I wanted to talk about. But this is just an off-the-cup episode. I wanted to post something. And, you know, like I explained in the beginning, I just wanted everyone to be aware of the situation. And you know, I, I, I'm not even in a studio right now. I'm literally in my house. So, you know, parents are gone, brother is gone. Figured this is a good time to do it. I will be in a studio eventually, but again, I'll update everyone on that in the future. I want to talk one thing, WWE, and then I'm done. So, if you're not a wrestling fan, feel free to click off. Make sure that you uh, click all the links in the in the in the description below sorry um yeah follow me on twitter follow all the twitter pages that we have buy our merch all that fun stuff so wwe is in panic mode and you know how i can tell well i can tell every week they do they they had to make up this wild card rule the per, the network's Fox and USA were calling for the brand split to be done. Vince didn't want the brand split to be done, so Vince had to make up this wildcard rule where three people from each brand can jump, blah, blah, blah. It's so confusing. It's dumb. Now we have Alexa, who's on Raw, facing Bayley for the SmackDown Women's title. You have the Usos beating the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. It's, it's very confusing. You have Drew and Roman on basically every show, which I'm guaranteeing you is going to kill... The momentum of Roman Reigns. And if you keep putting him on both shows, eventually we're just going to be back to square one where everyone is booing him. And I don't want that to happen. I've been trying to be positive with Roman Reigns. I just can't see him twice a week. I really can't. Becky was getting old. I'm glad that they dropped the SmackDown belt off of her. She, I'm glad she's just once a week now. This wildcard rule, it's, it's, it's a panic move. Ah oh, crap. The networks want this, but we still want this. What do we do? wildcard they have until october to figure it out they have until october they have all summer and the first part of fall to figure this out why did they have to make such a sudden change in the entire wwe programming just to appease a network who you're not even affiliated with yet you're not going to be on fox until october so why are you trying to please them already? Come up with a better long-term solution over the next couple months. You don't have to make a split-second decision in one on a Friday afternoon before Raw and SmackDown. It's just terrible. It was a panic move. Flash forward the next couple weeks after Bunny in the Bank. WWE and Mick Foley are presenting a new championship. The 24-7 championship. Now, a lot of people... We'll harken back to the Hardcore Championship back when it was only a year or two defended 24-7. You could be pinned anywhere, anytime, while you're sleeping, in the backstage area, on the plane, yada, yada, yada. WWE introduced a 24-7 championship, same rules. Now, I was very cynical on this before. But it has been very fun our truth has just been fantastic even gender has been good drake maverick has been i don't know if wwe playing drake maverick but he has been fantastic he's putting up wanted posters he's commenting on our truth stuff it's been fantastic truth got pinned on the airport tarmac and then he pinned gender while Jinder was sleeping on the plane and then he hid in the plane bathroom this stuff is all fantastic it's been very good so i was wrong when i initially thought that 24 7 championship was going to be bad but Nonetheless, it's still a panic move. Our ratings are bad. Well, what did people like? What do people ask for? The Hardcore Championship. Oh, so they won a 24-7 championship. Yeah, let's give them that. And to be fair, I can't criticize them too much on that because it is working. So, yeah, but there's still panic and the Roman Reigns on both shows, that's the panic. This money in the bank the Brock Lesnar. Oh, I almost forgot. Brock Lesnar is Mr. Money in the Bank. Panic. Move. What, in Vince's eyes, what brings in the most ratings? Brock Lesnar. <sighs> so Brock Lesnar won the Mr. Money in the even though up, up until a week before Money in the bank. They were saying that they wanted to build a new star with both Money in the Bank winners, which they did in bailey I think it really rejuvenated her career. But giving that briefcase to Andrade would have just been fantastic, and it would have it would have shot him up into the stratosphere. But instead, or even Drew, yeah, Drew too, I think would have been great. But instead, you give it to Brock Lesnar. And again, yes, this Brock party stuff has been kind of fun, but just, it's just a panic move. A week, a week, you've had your decision made up. I think they had their mind up on Drew McIntyre. I don't remember their reports, but they had their mind made up on who they were going to win. they were saying, we're going to build a star. We're going to build a star. We're going to build a star. And then a week before the show, Vince says, no, 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 no. Go give Brock Lesnar more money. Give him the Money in the Bank briefcase. Oh, is he going to be in the match? No, he's not officially going to be in the match. He's going to come in last second and just grab the briefcase and leave. What? It's so, it was just, it was mainly just for the pop. It was bad. I hated it. Everyone hated it. I still hate it. I Even though it's entertaining right now, I, I would much rather prefer Andrade or Drew or anyone else with the briefcase right now. I would much rather prefer it. I and what's even more frustrating is knowing that he's going to be champion again. I thought we were over this. I thought we learned our lesson. I thought we learned our lesson the first time and then they gave him the title to him again at Crown Jewel last year. But now they're going to give it to him again and I I just I I'm just so frustrated with WWE right now. I really am. They're in panic mode because their ratings have been so bad and because AEW's double or nothing was phenomenal. John Moxley is my new favorite wrestler. I loved Dean Ambrose when he was in WWE, and now John Moxley is just even better. He's the new IWGP US champion, and he's just my favorite. He's just been a phenomenal. But that, that that's what I'm saying. Now, AEW now, they put on a good pay-per-view. They have this deal with TNT. Turner. They have a deal with Turner. They're going to be on TNT. I would argue TNT is a much bigger network than USA. Not as big as Fox. I don't think. I get Someone could prove me wrong on that. But still, bigger than USA. That, that's, that's big. That's really big. I think they become competition. Now, I don't know what kind of ratings. We're, we're going to have to. This AEW thing is very much a wait and see situation. But. It has the potential like WWE needs to be scared of what could happen because what could happen is AEW gets consistent numbers that are better than Ron Smackdown. And that's going to be bad. I think a, I think WWE should be panicking and they are panicking and they're making panic moves instead of slowly and methodically coming up with smart solutions to these problems that aren't actually going to become actual problems until October they have time to think about these problems they have time to think of solutions they're just not coming up with those solutions they're not taking their time they're making split-second week-long decisions that they think will solve their problems their problems that they've been having for the last four or five years they've been having these problems and they think they can fix it in a week WWE something needs to change and you need to change it fast so that is all the time I have for today. Uh, like I said, I don't know when I'm going to do my next episode. Hopefully, sometime soon. I I would assume it's going to be before next weekend. Um. Yeah. So just be on the lookout. Um. I would very much appreciate a follow on Twitter at FRKO Podcast. And my personal Twitter at Olson2K18. I will try to update everyone as the weeks go on. Plus, I just tweet about sports on the FRKO podcast. If you want me, if you want to follow my Twitter wrestling, <laughs> my wrestling Twitter. It's been a long day. My wrestling Twitter. That's at Three Count Review, the number three count review. And you know that that's where I tweet about wrestling. I live tweet a lot of shows. It's a lot of fun. Um, but if you know, I tweet about sports on First Round KO i i actually tweet a lot about brewers and packers and that kind of stuff on my olsen 2k 18 sorry olsen 2k 18 links are in the description um you can buy merch on redbubble i would very much appreciate that i'm not asking you to at this point i just think it's cool (laughs) that i you know if you want it buy it if not that's okay i understand um yeah i think that is it yeah thank you all for listening and uh, I will see you the next time. And my Goodbye. Been getting chilly, who we kidding about as cold as my wrist. Got me down in a fifth. Got me drowning in indecisions. Genie and full of wishes still can't help with the disposition. I'm just a young college kid with all the privilege. Stress beyond on beliefs. So catch the storm the villages. Keep an image of Priscilla with the J. Dilla Dilla. Need another dollar dollar in Manila. So Vanilla with a swirl, let the blade run tongue drips, sliced down the middle of our nation, heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation, kept me busy since day one, accusations, pockets gained a little weight like my ex-bitch, still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris, never measure up cause we've been on a different metric, and I don't give a fuck about who the next I feel the hole in my soul with palace and preen logos acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph polo, burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa, I just wanna jump from the top, if Fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with palace and preen logos. Acid wash jeans, a Vans, and a Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just wanna jump from the top and fly solo.